Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. It's your girl, D. Scott, and I am here. It is a wonderful Tell the Truth Tuesday, May 23rd, 2017. So I am here to let you guys know that the shows will become more frequent. Um, usually if I have like a crisis or something going on, it's better for me not to be on air because I'm going to take that emotion, and last Tuesday was a very emotional day for me, so I didn't want to be on air and, you know, motherfucking people and, you know, this person did this and she did that, so I'd rather just not be on the show. So today's show is called Rules of Engagement, but right now we're vibrating higher, so it's all good. So today's show is called Rules of Engagement, and it's about the holy matrimony, which, you know, I love that song by Wale. Um, And I will discuss what marriage means to me and my family, and I will discuss my favorite shows and what marriage means on those shows, which you guys know that I watch a lot of shows that have to do with royalty, that have to do with um, people in the bloodline called the Kingmaker. I watch a lot of shows that have to do with gods and goddesses, and not just that... I watch a lot of shows. Um, I live that life, you know, so I come from my mom who was married a few times, but when she was married to my father, for me that was the most significant uh, marriage for me because I remember everything that she did during the time that she was married to my father. And I remember when they, you know, split up and prior to him passing away of cancer in 99, um, leukemia to be exact, he uh he said to me, you know, I never stopped loving your mother. You know, and he was, you know, remarried, moved on, had another child. My mother had my sister because my sister and I are 17 years apart. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, if ego and pride could have just set themselves aside, it, this, you know, they might have still been together. And ego and pride have ruined a lot more relationships. But doubt is the number one relationship killer in the United States of Villarica, Georgia. So, um. I'm very excited that it's wedding season. So June is always a wedding month. I got married in July, and it's funny because I got married July 16th. This is many, many years ago. And if you look at the date, it's 716. I had no idea. So the universe usually gives you ideas of things when it, when things are going a certain way. And I knew that that union was, was sanctified in that moment because of the fact that everything I had said had came to fruition. Like when I saw my husband, I said, oh, this is the guy that, you know, if he asked me to have his children, I would do it. As a matter of fact, I said his firstborn son, and it did. You know, this is a guy that when we got engaged because he's Dominican, 
and you know I'm part, you know, Hispanic. So in in our culture, it's a little different, you know. So yeah, we do the big wedding and we do all that, but let's get the engagement is nothing, you know. You get your big ring usually on the day of the wedding. So you know, I remember being younger and saying that I didn't want this like long drawn out. Uh, proposal. I didn't want it in a chocolate cake. I didn't want it at a restaurant. I didn't want it anywhere. I, I said I just wanted it to be me and him. And really, if he just rolled over and gave me my ring, that'd be great. And that's exactly how my engagement happened. So you have to be mindful of what you're putting in the universe that you want. And so I see, you know, I'm very excited because I just got my wedding invitation to my cousin's wedding. And this is my older cousin. So she was always very pretty, very dark skin, very black, thick shiny hair, just very, very pretty, my cousin Michelle. And um, she's getting married to her fiancé, Willie Cole. And that's a big deal for us in this town because they're they're both well-known, and she had been married previously as well. So she's getting married in July 7-7. Um, and that wedding is going to be an extravaganza. So here I am out here doing two-a-days and running, and I just bought my dress to wear to the wedding, and, you know, I'm going to make a pop of color, get some yellow shoes. But for the most part, the wedding itself is going to be an amazing party. But what I loved about their union is the fact that there was no games, nothing happened. They were together, I think, two and a half, maybe three years total, hunting, vacationing together, doing all these things together. Both had their children, respectively. And... um they they got engaged, you know, it was in front of friends and family, and now the wedding is subsequently, literally, I think they just got engaged, I want to say like right around New Year's, at uh, out in Arizona, visiting his brother, who is out there with uh, another hometown favorite, Camille, and um, they're getting married in July, and so for me, that's how I would want to do it, like the second time around, so yeah, I made a post today talking about you know, what I witnessed as what it means to be a husband and what it means to be a wife. And the only reason that I know how to do that is because I watch my parents do it. So I would watch my mother, you know, um, cook, you know, cook dinner for the whole family and then feed everybody at the table and eat last, which is probably why she she was so goddamn tiny and skinny is because there's probably no food left at the end, you know. She always made sure my father, but again, my mother didn't work. You know, so my father raised us, especially me, to be a boy, like a boy, because of the fact that he's like, you know, I want you to be able to be in a position where if you want to work, you work, and if you don't, you don't. And I'm always appreciative of that, which is what turned me into a hustler. So now I am sitting here trying to figure out, because I know that my cousin, the way that she is, is is going to be off the chain. So I'm trying to figure out, like, wh- who made her dress? Is it custom done? Like, I'm trying to make sure I'm extravagant enough for the party because I'm the little cousin. And I always looked up to her, you know what I'm saying, like, even as a child because our parents were so close because they were cousins. So this leads me to another over-the-top situation that I saw on Instagram. So I know if you guys listen to the show, you know that I watched um, the Persian reality show Shaz of Sunset for many, many years. And Lily Galici, which was the real teeny tiny skinny one, she was the attorney, she actually recently just got married. And I love Lily's story because of the fact that um, she was with, like, a fucking piece of shit, like, right before. She was engaged, engaged to a piece of shit, like, right before uh, – like when the show was airing, and he was just a total fraud, you know what I'm saying, like was robbing people, was in Ponzi schemes and shit like that, and then she, like he bought her a Bentley, and then she found out like he stole it, like it's just all types of craziness, and you know, I don't know if you know about Persians, but they come from long money, so you're talking about Iran, Iraq, you know, you're talking about that whole Persian empire, they came over here with what they had, and the largest Persian population in the U.S. is in California, Los Angeles County, L.A. County, I think. So she just got married recently 
to another Persian. And in their custom, everything is so over the top. That's why I used to love watching the show. So here she is in a Ryan and Walter dress, which Walter Mendez is actually um, a, a huge uh, wedding dress designer, just amazing, especially for tiny petite girls. And Ryan and Walter is a, a spinoff company of them that just does uh, wedding dresses. So that's who made her dress, Lily's. And Walter Mendez himself did her bridesmaid's dresses. If you're not following her, you can follow her on Instagram at Lily, L-I-L-L-Y, Galici, which is G-A-L-L-I-C-H-I. And you'll see what I mean when I say, like, the over-the-topness. Like me, I'm not one for flowers. I really couldn't care less. I mean, she probably had at least a million uh, roses, blush, white, you know, off-white. And another designer that I love, as far as wedding dress season is concerned, that's why the show is called Rules of Engagement. June is a very big wedding month. Uh, Michael Costello is amazing. Michael Costello, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he used to be on Project Runway, but right now he's been doing a lot of the gowns. He did uh, Beyonce's white gown that she wore to the Grammys the one year that it was like eyelet. Uh, Angel Sanchez, which is spelled Angel Sanchez, he is also another amazing wedding gown designer that I definitely would keep in mind going forward because he has a little bit more simpler design. He's known for that drop neck and pockets, actual pockets on his wedding dress. And then, of course, if I decide to go over the top, there's St. Pucci, which is spelled P-U-C-C-H-I, St. Pucci, S-T-P-U-C-C-H-I. One of the dresses that they had looked like a fucking cloud because when I got married, I got married in an Italian um, Italian yellow dress. Actually, the color was yellow because it was gold. And then there was 14-karat gold thread that was weaved throughout the dress. My mother picked the dress out because afterwards we had, like, a cocktail party. We got married at Mount Washington, on Mount Washington overlooking the city in Pittsburgh. My uncle owned a restaurant. We Everybody took the trolley down. Literally, our reception was everybody going in, ordering what they want off the menu since my uncle owned the restaurant. The jazz band was playing, and we just footed the bill. When you start planning a wedding, you're talking about, you know, three, $4,000 for a dress. The, the designers I just told you about, these are five and ten and $20,000 dresses. Then you have, you know, the situation where, you know, if, if you're going to exercise the tradition of getting the groom a gift. You know, a lot of the people that I know, they usually buy their groom, you know, like a Rolex watch or some type of, you know, like the lower end, the $2,500 one or something like that. They usually get them a watch, you know, and he buys her like some piece of jewelry. So, I mean, weddings can go anywhere from you're talking 10000 bare bone minimum. You know, you're talking about damn near a wedding at McDonald's is $10,000 all the way up to I've seen um, – they're called platinum weddings, and those are like million-dollar weddings. So what's usually the best thing that a lot of people are doing right now is the destination weddings, which is where, you know, you and somebody pay, especially like if people don't have passports and things like that, Hawaii, but Hawaii is very expensive. So if I'm going to do a wedding and I only have, you know, 10 people in my circle, Hawaii might be a situation. Vegas is also a good option. You don't have to do the quintessential getting married with Elvis because a lot of people don't realize that it's not about the wedding, it's about the marriage. And so that brings me to watching shows like The White Queen and The White Princess, which is actual uh, footage and not actual footage, but actual documentary uh documented things that happened during the time of Queen Elizabeth's reign and then her daughter Lizzie, who was subsequently married to King Henry Tudor, which I don't know if you guys are familiar, there was a show called The Tudors, so on and so forth. And so it was interesting to watch this last week's episode where they had Katharina uh, of Aragon, whose father was Ferdinand, uh, everybody knows about Ferdinand the Great, and um, 
very beautiful little girl. I think she was maybe like 10 years old, and she was promised to one of the kings. So marriages are not, you know, just I just love him so much, and I just, no. These are actual business agreements that's documented. You are now responsible for each other. And the first thing I did when I got married was I got the life insurance policy on my, you know, on my ex-husband, obviously, and then we got a policy for our son. Because that's what you do, you know, in the the pending situation that something unfortunate happens, and especially if they're healthy. As a wife, you want to make sure that you're taken care of. You know, you want to make sure that any subsequent children are taken care of, because if not, you're just, you know, what what are you doing this for, just for shits and giggles? Um, In addition to that, I also want to point out that I love the fact that my cousin and them, you know, and they're hardworking people. You know, they got regular nine-to-five jobs. they they did everything the right way. You know, you, you courted two, three years, and then you get engaged. You were engaged, I think, at this point it would be like six months. And then they're, they're tying the knot. It's, it's not that hard. You know, me, I would do some Sarah Jessica Parker shit from uh, Sex in the City, put on a nice, you know, Dolce suit or something like that, go get married, and then literally be married for like a year before a motherfucker knew, and then have a party, like a huge party, like run out of boat or run out of yacht or something, have a huge party, be like, oh, surprise, we've been married for a year. That's probably how my life is going to go. So I applaud all the the graduates, all the June graduates, and all the people that are getting ready to take the next step in life as far as marriage is concerned, especially my cousin. Michelle Oliver that lives here in Niagara Falls and her fiance, so I can't wait for that wedding. It's going to be lit. So now let's get into it. So a lot of people um, have been, I've been posting a lot lately about things, and then people are always, like, inboxing me, like, hey, is everything okay? And what you guys have to understand is, like, I'm good. Like, if I post something, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's something that's happening to me. You know what I mean? So, matter of fact, it's just this is lets me know that I'm on the right path. So, one of the girls I follow on Instagram, she says, so many men who have never been married before attempting to dictate to women what constitutes wife material, decorum. How the fuck would you know? And if your mother was never a wife, how would you know? You know what I mean? So, so we don't give marriage the credit and the respect that it deserves because people are more interested in having baby showers now than they are holy matrimony. You know, it's first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby and the baby carriage. Now, if you chose not to do it that way, that's okay. But marriage should always, always, always be the end game. And if you're not going to be able um, to do that, let her go. You know, and, and I know it hurts to have to feel, you know, like someone is letting you go. But, you know, you have to be me. I'm petty. So I can say, like, I love you enough to want you to be happy, even if it's not with me. I don't mean that shit, and I ain't going to say it because it's not fucking true. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, if you're not with me, you're not going to be happy. And that's just really in my head. That's that's how I feel about it. Because I feel that every relationship that I walk into um, is a situation for me to show my queendom, right? So it's for me to do certain things. But when you start having to limit what you're giving to a king or a a suspected king, you have to treat all men, you know, like kings in the beginning until they show you otherwise. When they show you they're a pauper, you treat them like a pauper. When they show you that they're a fuckboy, you treat them like a fuckboy. It doesn't mean you treat them bad. It just means that you don't give them the same privilege that you would give somebody that is going to be your husband. Now, let's get into the etiquette of it all. If you're engaged, you're still not married, okay? That, I'm going to say it again. If you're engaged, you're still not married, I've been engaged six times. I only married one of them. And what that basically means is that if something would have happened to any one of the men that I was engaged to, and my engagements were unfortunate, I will say that, twice to the same man once, um, 
because they were apologies. My engagements, you know, my previous ones before my husband, which now we're divorced, let me put that out there, it'll be 10 years in October we've been divorced. Um, my engagements were apologies. They were, you know, I'm sorry that I fucked that girl and had a whole relationship with her. I'm sorry that this happened. I'm sorry that that happened. And I found that I demanded that ring because I felt like I needed to prove to the rest of the world and fight my embarrassment and say, in the end, he really chose me. And then once I got the rings in every single fucking situation, and I'm young. I'm, I started getting engaged when I was 19. Um, and that's, you know, because my mom was married when she was 19. So you just, you know, that's what you do. You're in a relationship, a couple of years, you get a ring, whatever. And it's so crazy because I never hated the chicks that they would cheat on me with. I never hated them because they were with them in business or whatever happened. And, you know, this is where I get that quote, some women are whores and some women are necessary. And in my situation, the the women that, you know, I was cheated on with or whatever um, were both. And what's crazy is that once those relationships ended and it was to a place where they couldn't have been repaired, they would get the ring. And then I would get the ring and it wasn't, this heartfelt proposal like I thought it was going to be, yeah, they were crying, yeah, they were sorry, but it really to me was an apology, and it was really a power move for me to see how much you cared about me to embarrass this other bitch, right, because I have to win. I mean, that's just that's how I'm built. So once I got the ring and I'm looking at it and it's beautiful, all my rings are beautiful, every single one of them, even the marquee cut, okay, many, many carrots, and on my little hand, you know, um, I started to think about, am I really going to marry this motherfucker? Like, now I got to, you know, so then there was a lot of fun ordering the Martha Stewart wedding book. That's like fucking $100 and ordering different swatches and trying to go to designers to try to find dresses each and every time I did this. And it just got to a point where I started thinking more about the marriage than I did the wedding. And I had to start thinking about, is this really somebody that you're trying to spend the rest of your life with? You know, my one uh, fiancé at the time was in the streets. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, is this, you know, like I'm going to school, you know, so is this somebody that I really am going to bring to functions and events? And, you know, and he paid for me to go to school so that he would be able to, um, you know, legitimize our business dealings and things like that. And he, too, was a landlord and so on. You know, you know what they always say, what do you do? Construction, you know. So subsequently, going forward, that was the gentleman that ended up trying to kill me um, because of the fact that when it was done and over and when he got caught out there again with the same girl who, I mean, by the way, it was very pretty. Uh, her name was Joyce. Um, he turned around and did the same thing to her. So it's like a lose-lose situation and both parties need to vacate the premises. But when the relationship was over, it was over. And so for men, I think men have a really hard time coming to you and saying, you know what, um, this isn't going to work for me, I'm a commitment phobe or whatever, whatever, I would still like to, you know, adventure into other puss. You know what I mean? No man is going to come and say that. He's going to want his cake, he's going to want to eat it too, and he's going to want all the cupcakes on the side. So as summer approaches, ladies, I guarantee you, and hey, because I'm super petty, make sure that that location device is turned on in your man's phone. You understand what I'm saying? Because, and, and don't tell him. See, that's, and I tell you ladies all the time, like, y'all stay, um, you know, telling a motherfucker what you know quick. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, you, you, you don't want to just, as soon as you get the information, like, tell these motherfuckers, nah, let them keep doing what they're doing. You know, it's summertime. Let these motherfuckers show their hand. It's summertime. Tell a motherfucker you got to go to work and just pop up on his ass. You know, it, it, it's summertime. You know, let motherfuckers know. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not with the shits. So at the end of the day, it was more important for me as I started thinking about the the, the marriage to say, like, this is not somebody that I really want to spend the rest of my life with. Like, he does this, he does that, he did this one time to me, I know he's going to do it again, and he's super friendly with this person, and I can't get, get him to get rid of this girl that works for him, and so on and so forth, because, you know, quote, unquote, she's necessary, and then you ended up moving in with her, and all this crazy shit, because trust me, there is a broad 24 hours a day working 24 hours a day to take your fucking spot. And then when she gets your spot, she's not going to want it. Because as women, we are built this way. We are built to compete against each other, and we shouldn't. You know what I mean? If I have, you know, something, that doesn't mean that you want it, right? Just like if you have something, that doesn't mean I want it. It just means that I might have wanted it at a time, and then when I realized that I didn't want it anymore, I didn't want it. You can have it. I don't want it. So if it's something that I feel like I'm not going to be able to get, I don't want it. And it's just like that. It's like I've never seen you. I never knew you. We could have been just in a fucking relationship for 50 years, I never knew you. So as you're thinking about weddings, make sure that you're thinking about the marriage. Make sure that you're looking out for yourself. Make sure that you're saying, listen, you know, if something happens to you, how am I going to be able to take care of our children or subsequent children that they may have? My fiance at the time had a daughter, and we just squared away a situation with that where um, I held on to a property for shit, 15 years, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know, kind of looked out for him or whatever, whatever, but when the time came, you know, to switch it over to give to his daughter because he ended up uh, in prison, you know, that's what it was. You know, so, so certain things were set up business-wise to make sure that I succeeded in life because some men, their legacy is how much they can break down a woman or how much a woman loved them and endured, and I literally just made a post um, the other day about enduring, like, you know, this generation, we're made to think that ride or die means we have to endure some type of pain. That's not what fucking enduring is about, okay? Enduring something means that you're going through something for the greater good. So you're going to allow yourself this little bit of pain, this little bit of petty, because you know that the outcome is greater. You should not have to endure cheating, habitual cheating. You should not have to endure abuse. You should not have to endure someone putting their hands on you or feeling like they can belittle you or talk shit to you or about your family or or make you feel like you're less than. You should not have to endure being made to feel that you're crazy, right? As a woman, I can tell you this with great certainty, if you think some shit's going down, it's going down. So instead of accusing, turn the fucking location on on the motherfucker's phone while he's in the shower. Go through his phone if you need to. A lot of people say, like, don't go through a motherfucker's phone. Man, fuck that. If I get the fucking violation feeling, I'm going through your fucking phone. Flip phone, fucking Blackberry, Blueberry, all that shit. I'm going through all of it. If you got a beeper, I'm going through that shit too. If I get the feeling, because it's always that one text message they didn't delete. Or there's always those videos and those phones. Like, let me tell you some dangerous shit. I just found out Google started emailing me. Hey, want to see your pictures from 2014? Wait a fucking minute. These are pictures that I thought were lost in old phones and things like that. Sure enough, I go to the account, Google, and saved all my motherfucking pictures from like 2013, videos, everything. I had no fucking idea. Y'all going to learn today. I'm just dropping some nuggets on y'all today because I want y'all to be safe out here, you know. And in addition to that, I want people, the reason that the show is called Rules of Engagement is because, 
you know, getting engaged is always amazing. But I don't want, I think, at this juncture in my life to be engaged with somebody as an apology. I want it to be, I don't want it to be a threat. I don't want it to be an ultimatum. I want it to be, you know, I love this motherfucker. I love her. And I don't want to share her with anybody else. I can share it with the world because that's what I do for a living. But, you know, my partner is somebody that's going to definitely understand what I do and be there with me every step of the way, and there shouldn't be any insecurities or jealousy. If you have to have insecurities or jealousies, you might want to put that engagement on hold or you might want to put that wedding on hold. And also, shout out to the people that have been engaged for like five years and been together ten. Come on, ma. Like, literally, just go to the JP and get the paperwork. Like, you want to scare the shit out of a dude? You, you want to really see, is a motherfucker rocking with you like that? Tell his ass that y'all going to go to the Justice of the Peace. Be like, you know what? I don't even want to spend no money on a wedding. I want us to get a house. I want us to build a house from the ground. You know, let's just go to the JP. Let's just get married right now. Literally, all you need is your birth certificate. And I want to say um, your, your valid photo ID. Once you have those two things, you can literally go down there, you know, get married, swear it in. And then literally, I think it's like $100, the marriage certificate, and you're done. So when people say like, oh, you know, I'm saving my money for a wedding, it's bullshit. You can also go to Walmart and Kmart and get rings for like fucking $300. My first engagement ring was a band because that's what, you know, we got married for. Make no mistake about it. After I had my son, I got the ring that I was supposed to have. More, more carrots than a bunch. So you know what I'm saying? And that's another thing. Stop shopping at like you know, I'm not going to name their names because I want to get sued, but the truth of the matter is is that all jewelry stores in a mall or that are freestanding, they upsell, they upmark their product 200%. You're better off going to, like I go to Frost & Company in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it's in the Clark Building, or you're better off going to a personal jeweler that can actually make your ring and get, you know, I always took great pride in wanting to design my engagement ring and it being white gold or platinum and so on and so forth in the carrots. As of right now, I have, you know what I'm saying, a five-carat black diamond that I bought myself. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just at the point where I'm like, shit, if the motherfucker don't come along and, and get to get, and then I'll just fucking buy the ring, put the set the shit myself and be done with it. I'll marry, I'll marry myself because I'm married to the game first. I'm married to getting this money first. So as a woman, always make sure that you protect yourself. Make sure that you are preparing for the future with your health insurance, your life insurance, All of those things are important. So don't focus so much on the wedding. Focus on the marriage part of it. Is this somebody that you're going to trust in a a marriage? Because there's there's women out there that don't give a fuck if you're married. Now, one thing about me, I don't give a fuck about your boyfriend. Because if he don't care, I don't care. But at the end of the day, you know, when you see the aftermath and the pain and the skeletons that you're leaving, you think twice about it. And the reason that I never gave a fuck about it is because motherfuckers never gave a fuck about me. Now, when I got married... You know, that's different. So now I look at being a wife as something completely different. I would never do that to another woman in a marriage. So at the end of the day, you got to make sure that the person that you choose and won't put you in that position. So with that being said, I am going to leave y'all with a track by Paloma Ford, my fellow blonde-haired sister out in California. I love her. If you're not following her, follow her at Paloma, P-A-L-O-M-A, Ford, and this is the track. Jada, this is for all my hardworking ladies out there. Get your paper. Best revenge is your paper. Get your money up. And, oh, by the way, if he gives you the motherfucking ring, that's your ring. Don't ever get that shit back. I got 
every day I work day Tryna handle all the shit I got on my plate But they keep bringing on trees Keep it three thigh like Sundry Tryna do a bit like Beyonce It'll be fine. 